Advisors, mark your calendar. Exchange is back, and we are ready for some learning, connection, and fun in the sun. Join the Financial Advisor Community February 5th through the 8th in Miami, Florida at Exchange, an ETF experience, an in-person conference crafted specifically for the Financial Advisor Community. Use the code EOTW for a discounted advisor pass and learn more at exchangeetf.com. Again, that's code EOTW for a discounted advisor pass. See you there. One fun, on point for today, the expert to talk about it. This is the ETF of the week. Yes, welcome to the ETF of the week, where we get the latest take from Tom Lydon, vice chairman at Vetify. And of course, he was the founder of ETF Trends and ETFTrends.com. Well, it and a number of other important data sites, well, they all were put together into Vetify, which is now the site where you can get everything you need to be a savvy, smart, sound investor in exchange-traded funds. Tom Lydon, it's great to chat with you again. Great to be back. Thanks, Chuck. Your ETF of the week is... The Invesco Golden Dragon China ETF, ticker symbol PGJ. Wow. The Invesco Golden Dragon China ETF. And again, it's ticker symbol PGJ. Now, this is an interesting pick for a lot of reasons, Tom. I mean, there has been all kinds of unrest and activity in China, but the market has kind of rallied around that. China had a pretty strong November. So what's your thinking behind making the Golden Dragon China ETF your ETF of the week now? Well, Chuck, lately, when you talk about trend following, there's some great examples. And yes, you're right. You look at it from a fundamental standpoint. The China economy has been beat up dramatically. It's way off its highs. We also know from geopolitical unrest, the saber rattling that's been going on, whether it's trade with the U.S. or what's going on in Taiwan, the zero COVID policy that has not gone great for Chinese citizens, and then Chinese listed stocks on U.S. exchanges and the pressure the regulatory bodies had put those under, it's provided a lot of stress. However, as you point out, November was great. This ETF was up over 30%. And I think the idea is this. If you go back over the last 20 years, pretty much every year you can pick one or two events that were very, very negative for China. You saw a pullback in the markets, but sure enough, they would settle, they would gather strength, and ultimately rebound. Is this a rebound? Is this ETF going to go above its 200-day average? It's really close right now. So this is just something to keep an eye out on. China valuations are very, very attractive as well. And when you look at this ETF, it's chock full with online internet companies. Those companies that are not just listed in China, but also listed on U.S. exchanges. And companies like JD.com, Alibaba, Baidu, Pindodo, Trip.com, these are all the online internet companies that have really put China stock market on the map, but at the same time have suffered mightily in the last couple of years. The thing is, they're not going away. They're definitely not. And we should point out, construction's important here. This fund is based on the NASDAQ Golden Dragon China Index, which is... U.S. exchange-listed companies. 
that are headquartered in China. You and I have talked in the past about some China funds. We've talked about the trend towards China A shares, which is basically getting the companies as they are listed over there. If you're worried about political unrest in China, but you are interested in China from an investment standpoint, this structure would seem to be something that can calm your nerves where the A shares maybe wouldn't, right? Well, you can make a case for both. The A shares really are the authentic Chinese companies that, for the most part, were only available to Chinese citizens. And then most recently in the last few years showed up in ETFs. What we do know is that we don't know a ton about these companies. They promote themselves as being transparent. But this is one of the things that the U.S. government is having trouble with even some of the biggest Chinese companies because the auditing that goes on with these companies is not always as transparent as the companies that we see in the U.S. So we could spend a whole 20 minutes talking about that. One thing that's really important, the threat of these companies not being listed in the U.S., is definitely a threat. However, the timeline is actually two years. And what we'll probably see in the 11th hour, the U.S. and China working this out, but many people are going to run in the other direction just for the threat of the possibility of these not being listed. One of the other things I wanted to focus on, I want to go back to something that you said a few minutes ago. You were talking about how this is a trend-following pick. It hasn't quite breached the 200-day moving average yet. Yet it's up 30% in the last month or so. This is a fund that is above its 20-day moving average and above its 50-day moving average. A week ago, we were talking about a Europe fund that, as you pointed, sort of was Yahtzee. It was above all the moving averages. This is a case where it's a moving average play, but you can see how much it had to move off the bottom, like that. why trend following works, but doesn't catch the absolute bottom. So, Even with the strong gains, you really want to wait for the trend to be in place and for all of the indicators to be green before you go here, right? Well, you'd think so. All you need to do is take a look at the chart, Chuck. This ETF was priced around $90 a share back in early 21. And up until the end of October, it went all the way down to 19. So the move off the bottom to 26 and that 30% move Although percentage-wise seems huge, it's still just a blip on the screen when you look at that chart over that period of time. However, if this is on the way to recovery, this is something that you want to take note of. And China, as a market, is not going away. We are not going to see China decouple from the rest of the global markets. The president is very much market-oriented and capitalistic in nature. However, He's picky and he's interesting in the way he acts. With that in mind, I've talked to a lot of smart people on Wall Street that are really excited that they have not seen valuations in China this low in a generation and are talking about this as a generational opportunity. Now, if somebody's trend following here, where are they taking the money from? Because is this emerging markets money that you just want to focus in on China? Is this your fund money someplace else? Is this waiting for where else in the world falls off and move the trend following move. Where does money come from? Chuck, I think the key word's diversification. You and I have spent a lot of time on this in the last year where most U.S. investors have had a home country bias. 
55% of global market capitalization is outside the U.S. However, as individual investors, and even if you're with a financial advisor, you've got north of 80% of your allocation to the U.S. and a high percentage of that correlated with the S&P 500. This is one of those times when you maybe take a look back and say, yeah, that worked, but is that going to continue to work in the future? Is U.S. in the next 10 years going to be the place to be? Or does it make sense to diversify? Because I think we'd all be kicking ourselves if we looked at a chart like this, saw the opportunity, saw the valuation, knew that there's a good chance we could see more upswing in China than the U.S. in the next five years and not have some allocation there. So the question is, yes, it probably comes from your equity portfolio and probably diversifying away from the stuff you've been doing for the last 10 years. It's the Invesco Golden Dragon China ETF, ticker symbol PGJ. It's the ETF of the week and maybe an ETF to be watching for considerable weeks to come from Tom Lydon at Vetify. Tom, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Chuck. The ETF of the week is a joint production between Vetify and Money Life with Chuck Jaffe. And yes, that's me. And you can learn all about my hour-long weekday podcast wherever you get the good podcasts or by going to moneylifeshow.com. To learn more about investing in exchange-traded funds, there's no better place than vetify.com. They're on Twitter at Veta underscore Fi. And Tom Lydon, their vice chairman, my guest, well, he's on Twitter too. He is at Tom Lydon. The ETF of the week is here for you every Thursday. And we hope you will follow along and make sure you don't miss an episode. Do that again where you get the good podcasts or learn more at vetify.com. For Tom Lydon, I'm Chuck Jaffe. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next Thursday. And until then... Happy investing, everybody.